What's up, what's up, what's up? Hey, girls, it's your girl, Jay Marie. Thank you so much for tuning in to Girl Talk with Jay Marie. You know I'm your host, kind of sexy, kind of crazy, kind of cool. And yes, y'all, it's Girl Talk, but because it's Girl Talk, a wise man is going to want to listen. And once again, y'all, I also have a very, very, very wise man on the show this episode, and I'm hype, y'all. I'm hype. I need y'all. To make some noise, start clapping for my bro and the most talented musician, Mr. Gay Roller, aka best known as District. Y'all clap it up, y'all. Hi, bro. Hey, everybody. Hey, sis. How are you? Thanks for having me on the show. Hey, ladies, what's going on? I'm happy now. I'm really happy now because we <laughs> made it to Girl Talk with Jay Marie. I have also, like, he's coming through in the clutch today. He's been on the call sheet, y'all. But he's coming through today, and he's coming through for a very important reason. Because, as you know, our month of June was dedicated to our black men, honoring our black men, letting them know how bomb they truly are. And we just wanted to have some real discussions with them. And this is our last episode of the month. And this particular episode is really, really intense. Why? Because apparently people think it's a game. Bro, they think it's a game. So today's episode, they think it's a game. Today's episode is entitled, Black Men, You Shall Live and Not Die. And I declare that over your lives in the mighty name of Jesus. So I just want to say that because I feel like they act like they can keep trying to kill us, y'all. And I'm just going to be very blunt about everything we say today. So tune in because it's about to get real. And I got one of the realest on my show today. So just get ready, okay? Um, But anyhow, as we like to start our shows, bro, we start our shows off with giving glory to God and also giving words of encouragement to the listeners, to my girls, to my queens. I want them to always have something to take to the closet. Lately, we've had some men listening, and I always want the kings to know that they are loved. So today's scripture, I want y'all to get your Bibles and turn to the book. No, you don't get your Bibles. You don't have to. Just listen up. Just listen up. So this particular segment, y'all. I want you to be able to keep this with you forever. Normally, I say throughout the week, I need you to keep this in your hearts forever because it is your portion and it is your portion, okay? This scripture comes from the book of Psalms 118 and 17. And it says, I will live, I will not die. Instead, I will live to tell what the Lord has done. I'm going to say this scripture one more time. And I'm going to say it like this. To my black men, to my black powerful kings that are out there and they're hurting and they're feeling heavy and they're pissed off and they want to scream and they want to cry and they want to fight and they're afraid. I'm speaking this over you. That you will not die. You will live and you will tell what the Lord has done. That's what's going to happen. Okay? So that's our scripture for today. Now, bro, tell me what that scripture means to you just hearing it. Again, I'll say it. It says, I will not die. Instead, I will live to tell what the Lord has done. Just talk to us a little bit about that. I mean, you know, like realistically, it's... It's confirmation is what it is. And it's, it's a boost of your faith. Like, because we out here, we are marching. We're not taking it. I've had encounters with the police. I have been afraid for my life. And that fear will either make you go in a closet or, you know, stick your chest out and say, nah, 
It's not fear because I was in the wrong. It's fear because it's a problem. The only way to fix a problem is to face it. So Ooh. when you hear, uh, I will live and not die, it's like, that's just confirmation for things that you know. You know, and, and, and that really, really, not just as a black man, but as a black woman, you know what I mean? Because if I'm keeping it real, like, y'all the backbones of everything we got going on. Um, the most gangster pictures of the civil rights movements is the, is the black women telling them folks to get the gun the hell out of my face. I love all those photos, you know what I mean? Um, a lot of times, because of circumstance in the earlier days, it was straight matriarchs, and then in the latter days, the dudes just leaving their families, it was matriarchs. So it's always been, I mean, you know, like, there is no us without y'all, you know what I mean? So, like, we will both live. And hey. even, 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 like, I don't get ahead of myself, but, like, yeah, so... I, I literally hear that scripture and that, and I'm like, thank you for it, but I speak it over y'all lives because it ain't about we, us, it's about it's about y'all. That's right, we receive it, bro, and yeah. it takes two, and I think as we pray for you, you pray for us, and yeah. it's not to say that anybody else in the faith is not, you know, we're not being um, against anyone else, but right now, I have to declare this over the lives of those who are being oppressed, so mm -hmm. that's what that means. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to go and continue because, oh, there's so much more to go. There's so much more to go. And as we said before, um, this this was dedicated to black men. Hey, happy Juneteenth. Happy yeah. Father's Day. The week that just passed was off of the chain, y'all. There was so much, like, buildup and, like, emotion. And it was just, oh, uh, oozing. And I got to shout out right now a beautiful black man. My bro from college, we went to Grambling together. He owns his own black shop, and it is Black Tin Shop, y'all. It's t-shirts galore. As you can see what I'm wearing today, uh, it has all these lovely things on it. Just go to his site. Go to his page, Black, the number 10, and then shop. And guess what, y'all? All his shirts are $10. He's not trying to knock your head off. All quality t-shirts for $10, fast shipping, and bond messages y'all right now i think he got them for like three for 25 but thank you so much for sending me my shirts i'm rocking every last one of them blackity 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 black boy okay so i gotta keep going <laughs> but <laughs> but the next part that we want to move into bro uh i like to call this section uh, the quick three with jay marie and we had to make it the quick three with jay marie because i talk too much right and so we need to make the show continue <laughs> So if I say quick three with Jay Marie, it allows the show to hopefully go a little bit faster because I can bring up some stuff. So I have three special questions. Now, yeah. these questions are dedicated strictly for you. And the right. reason being is your fans as well as my girls can get to mm -hmm. know you a little bit more intimate. So before we get into the juicy, deep stuff, we want them to know you. You know what I'm saying? And so all the district fans, I got you. I got you. I got you. So, question number one: What is your favorite memory? Um, all of my favorite memories are family-involved memories. Um, uh, my brother's wedding, graduation, my sister's graduation and weddings, uh, stuff like that. Um, Christmas, where everybody was just all together in Texas, and our family picture we were all doing like this um, from yeah. the from the elder states woman. To the, to the to the smallest baby, the entire family took our photo like that. Those those are my favorite. Yes, family he's family. very family oriented. Gabe is also from KC, y'all. Yeah. KC 
scrap it. You know, we love family. Okay, see, this is why I had to pick quick three because Let's I we're gonna get to talk. We're gonna get to talk. So number question number two. I love the first answer because family is important. Question number two, what are five things that you are thankful for right now? And I'll keep count. What are five things that you are thankful for right now? My health, uh, I can't buy it. I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful for uh, my provision. You know, it's crazy out here, but I got what I need and I'm not starving. Thank you, God. I'm thankful for my family because they are in the same boat. They're wonderful. I'm thankful for um, my ambition to not give up. Um, it has brought me a very mighty long way in my life. And I'm thankful for this Avenger type moment that the world is witnessing right now. Dang, that was good answers. Okay, you had everybody to go. I hope uh, y'all know what you're thankful for. Okay, did you see he didn't hesitate? Just like that. If you're struggling with what you should be thankful for, I need you to close your eyes. I need you to look around, okay? Yeah, Check out what you have to be thankful for. <laughs> My producer is sending me messages right now. She's getting me together, y'all. <laughs> She's incredible. Okay. Question number three. What do you want your legacy to be? Um, you know, I don't know. And that's and that's the real that's the real question. Like I hope that it involves here with somebody who never gave up because there's only time is definite is when you don't go for it. So I could rock with here somebody who never ever ever gave up. Um, you know, but legacy changes depending on what the climate is, depending on the job I have to get done, you know. Uh, for example, I love posting about my music. I love it because I work at it every day obsessively. However, that legacy was not as important as handling the moment at hand, which was Black lives matter. They matter. Brianna's life matters. You know, Sandra Bland's life matters. Oscar Grant's life matters. George Floyd's life matters. I mean, we can go on and on and on. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah, you know, like, and that's the rump. So I was like, okay. So for the past few weeks, it's like, all right, I need to be in the studio. I need to be cranking out content. But right now, my legacy is I stepped up to what was important because it's bigger. Bro, and I'm yeah. so glad you said that. First of all, y'all, the reason why it's important, let me let me tell you a little something, something about who we talking to right now. This is just not like a dude that's trying to like, oh, let me just get my music started. You know, and then the shout out to all the artists that are in the beginning of their stages. I'm not knocking y'all. Seriously, shout I'm out serious. to all of y'all. I feel you and I'm with you. <laughs> but because I've been knowing him for like nine, I don't know, maybe eight or nine years now, it's going on some time. I've watched him be, and he was doing this before he met me, but I've watched him continue to grow, 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 and grow. Y'all, this is a Grammy nominated man that we're talking to right now. And so for you to understand that it's a and it's a time to say okay yes music is that's your natural gift like you are a musical genius that's what you do but for you to say hold up now i'm gonna have to chill out because we like you said there's an avenger moment happening right now in the world and first of all you got to be a, one of the avengers secondly it this too is gonna come i mean you'll be able to do your music all any actually mm -hmm. i can now do my music surrounding what's happening in the world, if anything. Mm -hmm. So I too, I had that epiphany where it was like, I was like, and not to say that I don't want to act and I don't want to do this and I don't, 
girl talk, we're going to always have topics about the stuff that's current. But when it comes to acting, you can easily get distracted by doing something different. And thankfully, you know, I'm being booked to do stuff currently that have to do with the problem. And so what I will say is it made me be like, okay, I don't feel like being funny right now. Like all that stuff didn't mean nada. Like I could care less. And I mean that I still could care less because there is a mission at hand. And I think our legacy, as you said, is to be out there in the streets, to be the leaders, to be the people who are showing fearlessness and courage because it takes somebody. It also leaders. It takes somebody to go out there and be on the front lines. And it looks like that's our calling right now. And I love how you know how to be flexible because yeah. that's what it's going to take is flexibility, knowing when to move, when to sit still, when to do these things. So I thank you because he's been on the front lines with us. You know, shout out to Create the Change too. Shout out to Create the Change, yes. Like moving. Like we had a crazy, crazy Juneteenth celebration slash rally last weekend. And District here was a part of the celebration. Spent something crazy for the people. Um, had his boys, Common Kings, come out as well. Y'all, it was a blessing. So I got to talk to you about some stuff. Now, this is not on the script, producer. <laughs> Mona, uh -oh. Uh -oh. it's relevant. It's relevant because it just happened. And so I want to talk about it. And we're going to continue into all the stuff we want to talk about today. But like... So you seen, have you heard, have you seen? Sean King wrote, <clears throat> you know, he's been very adamant about people have been adamant in general about tearing down these quote unquote statues that people have put up across the country in other countries for that matter of yeah. slave owners, presidents that were slave owners, just all these people that weren't good people in the eyes of those who believe that black lives matter. Let me say it like that. Um, for those who want to try to use that. Uh, but we had a problem with them glorifying these people who, who really have horrible past. And so mm -hmm. people that are protesting and fighting in this time are tearing stuff down. So right now, the newest topic, which is crazy hot on the market, and I'm curious as a woman of God, so I call myself, y'all got to call me that. Uh, so as a person who's a believer of Jesus Christ, you know, as my Lord and Savior, who also doesn't think Jesus was white, but um, I'm just going to put it out there for those who might think I'm confused. But um, what do you think about what's being said? And I just want your honest opinion as far as you'd like it to be told. Um, what do you think about what's being said as far as them saying the paint, the, the steel glasses where they're saying that Jesus had white like blonde hair, blue eyes, and whatever. Like, what is your opinion about them saying tear it down, blah blah blah, blah blah blah? Um, I think I think that's I think. Um, hmm. Mm -hmm. I, under, I understand it, but I think that yeah, I, I won't I won't lose sleep over that. George Floyd died, I'm, and I'm trying not to cuss. Breonna Taylor was killed. I need <laughs> justice for those cops. Okay. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. Well, then I don't give a damn about what color somebody else thinks Christ is. I don't have to go to that church. I ain't got to look at that picture. George Floyd is not alive. Ahmaud Arbery is not alive. Mm -hmm. Dang it. Gay. Killed in L.A. by the cops. He's not alive. There's so many black and brown people not alive. I don't, I think everything else 
I get it because you got a moment where the, you have the attention of the entire world, but mm-hmm. um, I'm not, I give a damn about that. You know what I mean? I went to Nazareth. I saw the church, the uh, El Grado Church of Annunciation, where it was believed the angel Gabriel visited the Virgin Mary and told her about the whole, you know, pl- game plan. They built a church on top of that cave site. It was actually, you know, in this, they didn't live in huts like you show on television. They actually lived in caves. Um, and I was there. I literally went there in Nazareth. And in that building, they have Japonia, which is a Japanese Virgin Mary and a Japanese baby Jesus. They have um, a Colombian Virgin Mary and a Colombian baby Jesus. They have the American Immaculate Conception is what they call it, where it's like, you know, contemporary. But they have they have a representation of Christ and Mary from every ethnicity of the world. And it's like, okay, I know that. So it's like, all right, cool. Sometimes so I don't lose sleep about that and it's like okay you choosing to say that jesus look like this is not what the world is choosing to say jesus looks like and right where it went down they're definitely not saying it and literally where we all believe this occurred if you go in that church where they have services every every 45 minutes every 45 minutes every 15 minutes in this beautiful church they have it so when you go in you have to be quiet and respectful but like i know what i saw so you know, Sean King, um, I love Sean King because he brings attention to things that we might not know about. Uh, but it's kind of like, all right, man, I'm not I'm not losing my focus. I don't I think the statue thing is a good is a good is a good. It makes sense because that's it, idol in a way. Yeah. You, yeah. It, some type of idol that they built on their own. But when yeah. we talk about Jesus. So, Gabe, what about this? What about people? And I'm I'm playing all kinds of devil's advocates right now because I too. We shouldn't uh, call I, logic the devil's advocate. We should call it God's advocate. But go ahead. Okay. Yes. Okay. God's advocate. So I'm I'm playing, especially with this topic. I'm playing God's advocate because I I want to know for people who maybe they've strayed away, maybe they've strayed away from the faith because they utilize the, the statement, you know, or the understanding that they have gotten that they've gotten about slavery and the Bible being used against black people to condone slavery, which is why a lot of them, based on people that I've spoken to, don't mm-hmm. even want to believe in the Bible or Jesus because mm-hmm. of how that was depicted. What do you say to those people whenever they're hearing something like this? Oh, man. You know, I, I, I got some of my closest immediate relatives feel that way. Um, and it's like, you know, water was used against uh, our our ancestors, or hold on, I don't want to say ancestors, they're not that old, but like water was used against the people who marched in the 60s, who marched for us. But but you need water to live too. So it's all about, you know, it's all about keeping an objective view of it. And I, I, uh, I look at it like this. Um, context is everything. Yeah. Also in the Bible, like, and people say, well, the Bible says. I'm like, no, the Bible does not say. And this is where people kind of get funky because they think that logic was like, yo, to truly understand what was being written is to truly have a truer love for God because now you're asking questions about things you don't understand. Paul, hmm. for example, will write letters to people, you know, in Ephesians or some of the books, the quote-unquote books of the Bible are a page long because realistically, they're just a letter. You know, Paul would be like, hey, church in Galatia, how y'all doing? I'm doing good. We on the run, but I'm feeling pretty strong. So anyways, I'm writing y'all a letter because it was brought to my attention that y'all got an argument. 
You know, so like if you can't work your argument out, go bring somebody else in to help work out the argument. This is how Paul would do his thing. And then people will say, that was my cousin just walking in the background. Okay. Like, so, people, so people look at that and then they say, well, the Bible says this has this not third. I'm like, no. Paul said that to a church in Galatia for a certain scenario, it was profitable for reproof. And this is great advice that we can carry in our modern lives. We will also insert this into sacred text because here is a way to work out conflict resolution, but it's not an end all be all. So when people say, well, they say slavery was okay in the Bible, Bible never said slavery was okay in the Bible. We're speaking to a custom at a certain time, at the same time it said, um, wives don't ask your husband, uh, don't ask your don't ask your husband questions during during the, a sermon. It didn't say why women ain't supposed to talk. No, they're talking about at that time. So like, you know, when people get mad and want to just jump to extremes, I think they're looking to jump to extremes because if you want to find a problem, you'll find a problem. If you want to find the good, you'll find the good. Um, I personally think the best thing you can do if you really want to have a true encounter with God is go to the ocean and pray. He's much bigger than pomp and circumstance, ceremonial things that we've seen. Um, and part of the reason that my faith is so strong is because I went to Jerusalem. I went to the Holy City and I went to the tomb of Jesus and I saw how famous he was in like, there's no, there's no, I think what happens is people get mad at the custom more than the actual religion itself. And they get mad at the practice more than the actual faith itself. Because, you know, a lot of stuff you hear, you never heard Jesus say that stuff. You hear other people say that stuff. You know what I mean? So it was like, all right. And that wasn't even Christ's example of the way he lived his life. So some people are going to do that, but. And then it's just my job. My job ain't to correct that behavior because a lot of people also get mad at faith because they just are treated like it's behavior modification and not actual divine encounter with a love greater than something that you can imagine. So, yeah, you know, where God is water, we're, we're dirty containers. Mm. But but I don't lose no sleep over people who don't want to rock the way I do. Well. All I did was ask the question because I have a great, great reason why I, I think I think what you just said is going to help people. I'm going to leave it at that. And I wanted people to hear your answer because I think your faith and your walk with God is totally different from um, the typical Christian. It's kind of like mine, you know. People will ask certain questions, and I, I want our I want our people to hear your answer regarding it. So there it is, y'all. I'm gonna leave it at that. And just to add my personal opinion, um, I think Gage, you nailed it. Don't get it, don't get it, don't get it twisted. What the plan is, we got a whole situation at stake right now. Brianna Taylor's killers are still on the loose, mm-hmm. and uh, if you want to do anything. Before you get so hyped up about this statement that uh, Sean King made, please pick up the phone and make the phone calls to make sure we get these men locked up. That's one thing you could do. Uh, sign some petitions, send some text messages, write some letters. That's what I'm gonna say about that. And um, yeah, so let's just go ahead and, and, and go ahead and get right on into what what we want to talk about today. And that's just the fact that you know, black men, we gonna live and we not gonna die. And so with that being said, I want y'all to listen closely as we just speak life. I want Gabe to just share any encounters that he's had with the popo, you know. And hopefully 
it can help you. Matter of fact, Gabe, I know something else crazy happened to you. And I want you to tell that story first so they could just see that you have had some interesting things happen in your life. And then compare it kind of to what you think about when you happen to get pulled over um, by the cops or whatever. Uh, so tell us the story. I know a lot about him, y'all, but that's because we are back. So tell us the story about your plane ride that, that made you get your life. Huh. The plane ride. Oh yeah, we was uh, we was flying into Chicago, and we were circling in the air for a minute, and it kind of was got to the point where even the passengers were like, "What's going on?" We've been circling for a minute, and they uh they announced to us they were like, "Everybody, the brakes on the plane have gone out." Let me switch this. this. They, they were like, "Hey, everybody, the brakes on the plane." Am I still looking alright, Jay? Look great. Cool. Alright, thanks. They were like, hey, everybody, the brakes on the plane have gone out. Please stand by for the emergency instructions of the flight attendants, which um, you don't hear. And no, then, you don't hear that. No, you don't. You don't hear that. So um, the flight attendants were like, yo, when we say, this is literally what they said, and they didn't say it on the, on the mic. They yelled it in the aisles. When we yell, brace yourselves, tuck your hair like this. There's ambulances at the edge of the runway waiting on us. He'd be like, yeah, you know. <laughs> Was, that's that's scary, man. You know, like you you think you hard, you ain't hard. <laughs> like yo, you, you ain't hard, bro. <laughs> like wait, what you say? All the headphones are coming out. Like wait, what that? It was super duper quiet on that plane, um, and everybody was doing the exact same thing. Everybody talked about whatever they talked about. You know, no atheists in the fox, so everybody was praying. And it's like, you know, you talk that talk, but like, you, yeah, that's what yeah. Gabe. yeah, man, it's just like when a, when a rubber meets the road and your life is on the line, you praying. And I'm going to tell you what you're not thinking about, the color of Jesus. Woo! <laughs> yeah, you give a damn. It's like, Lord, I man, it's, it's game time. <laughs> like, this is it. There has never been a harder prayer than the prayer I'm currently praying. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Forget that like, husband, forget that wife, forget that Yeah, mother. forget everything. And it was part of the reason that I go so hard for music because I remember feeling like, you know, I know that feeling. So now that there's, you know, alive and all of that, but like, yeah, so that's that's that experience. So wait, how did y'all get down? Uh-uh. You got to tell them how you got huh. down. You told y'all to brace yourselves. You got ambulance. Why was, what happened when y'all landed? Or how uh, did y'all land? The pilot put the plane in reverse or some kind of stuff like that as we were descending. I don't, I don't, clearly that may not be the best term. I'm not a pilot. Some logic like that word. And it was probably one of the smoothest landings I've ever had in my life. So your prayer word. <laughs> our, our, our prayer. All y'all prayers. prayers. So all yeah, the colored Jesus that they was praying to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God. So this is why this is important. So, and, and although that's interesting and it's all serious or whatever, but for real, for real, what was your experience like with the police? And then like, especially these days that we're in, and it's been years of this that we've been experiencing yeah. this thing, but how did that feel knowing like, oh, shit, that one got pulled over, all oh, they walking up on me, whatever that is. What was your experience like? I've had, I've actually had some good ones and I've had some really bad ones. Mm -hmm. You know, like it when they say not all, it's not all anything. The problem with the not all, let me let me back up. So the, my first real for real police experience was um, 
graduating high school, and we were we were going out afterwards. Me, and my cousin, and my cousin's girlfriend, we were all going out, and uh, we got pulled over. And the cops were like, "Get out the car," and all this other stuff. Uh, and um, it's over there, Zona Rosa, North Kansas City, that part of town. That's kind of wild. Over there, right? <laughs> you see what I see? You shouldn't right. have been over there. <laughs> that's where that's where we were going, and, uh, and they tried to search my cousin's uh, glove box. And he was like, what are you doing? And he tried to close the glove box and they tackled him and, you know, roughed him up, scratched his face, all this other shit. And his girlfriend saw it and she grabbed one of the cops and then they slammed her and tackled her to the ground. And then they both came towards me and I was like that. And like, you know, they're like, yeah, you stay like that, all this other shit. And, um, you know, we, then other cops show up and uh, a paddy wagon shows up. And I'm thinking, nigga, we, Less than two hours ago, I just graduated high school. I literally just walked across the stage. And um, one of the ladies was like, hey, I, one of the ladies like, I'm a mother. I think they just graduated. Let's cut them a break. So they let us go. I think they gave them a speeding ticket or some stuff. But and uh, five minutes later, so we were back in the car. And, you know, he's pissed. I'm pissed. She pissed. And she's trying to wipe a scratch, a scab on his face while he's driving. And lights go off in the back again. Cops put us over again. Uh, I watched my cousin have a semi-nervous breakdown in the car. He started crying. He was like, "Man, come on, what now?" And because he's no, no weak person, he literally just had a bad encounter less than five minutes ago. And there was a difference. Cop was a different state trooper. Hey guys, I pulled you over because you were swerving. Have you guys had anything to drink? And he was like, "No." And he told him, "Said, man, we just got literally just got pulled over. The cops slammed me to the ground. They bust my face. All this other stuff." And that cop saw it, and he was like, okay, just drive. All right, no, you know, just be careful. Get to where you're going quickly, and uh, drive safe. And I'm just going to let you guys off with a warning. And that was that. Um, and that and that encounter was really, really quick. Didn't have to get out the car. I didn't have to do none of the stuff that the previous cops I did. Right. It literally happened in the same night. And it's like, okay. So, yeah, that, that was, and that was one time. There was another time where um, in L.A., trying to, you're trying to make it out here. You gotta, you gotta get jobs to supplement that income while you, while you yeah. grind. And I was doing gigs an hour north of LA, hour north, north northwest, like Ventura County. And mm-hmm. I'm coming back through Thousand Oaks, and I get pulled over. And I guess the cop thought I was drunk, some stuff like that. And you know, next thing, didn't have me take a sobriety test or none of that stuff. It was just like stay in the car. And then I heard when we. Um, when we crack the door, listen to us say, come out. And when we say, come out, come out with your hands up. So they cracked my door. They were like, come out. Uh, I came out like this. And towards a white light, couldn't see nothing. Right. Thousand Oaks is super dark on the highway out here. Um, I'm walking towards a white light. I see two silhouettes do like this. I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, okay, now I'm surrounded. Um, I feel them grab my body. They put my, my hands behind my back. And they go through my, they go through all my pockets. Niggas lost my, my damn debit card. Um, Did they ever tell from? you the arrest that where I'm keeping you? Were no, nah, nah. Where you coming from? I'm coming from. I named the bar I was coming from. What are you doing there? I'm a musician. My keyboard is literally right there in the damn car. Is the car stolen? No, it's rented. Here's the enterprise papers. 
right in the front seat. He's like, I got all my stuff. There's no guessing. Sit on the police bumper until we search your car. Do you mind if we search your car? At this point, hell yeah, I'm mine. But I oh. also know. Do it handcuffs and you probably shouldn't I say that. I, I have my hands on my lap like this. I'm sitting on the police bumper like this. And I'm afraid to look this way or that way because I thought uh, they were going to bash my head in. Honest to God. So I'm sitting on the, uh, the, uh, the uh, bumper of the car while they search my stuff. And then one of the cops go, you're very, very kind. Has this happened to you before? Which pissed me off, you know. And then they gave me a ticket for $550 for speeding and a dangerous lane change and put two points on my license. <laughs> you know what I mean? So for a very long time, I was like, very much fuck the police. Um, because if, and like, and so those, I've had good ones and bad ones. But here's the problem. I, I don't respond well to not all cops are bad because that doesn't do nothing for me. If you're in a relationship, Jen, and your man, you let's say you're in a relationship and your man is violent towards you, and you tell me, your brother, hey, this nigga has put his hands on me, then, uh, and I go, well, not all men are bad. You go, what the hell does that do for does me? Woo, good analogy. What, good what does analogy. that do for me? It's like, yo, come good over analogy. here. Come see this dude. Stock this dude. Check this dude. Protect me. I'm your sister. Good right? So, um, you know, that, I hated that, but it was literally, um, uh, some cops who was working at the church we both went to uh, for a while, and he took me by my hand. He was like, on behalf of all of them, man, I want to apologize to you because that shouldn't have never happened to you, and there are some bad cops out there, and I'm really sorry. I actually, like, do have me in tears because I was like, you know, just make you mad. Here's the deal, man. When, you, when you're when you scared for your life, you're not afraid. You're, you're scared for your life, but you ain't scared for your life. You're scared for your life for the sake of your mama and your brothers and sisters and all the loved ones that you might potentially leave behind that have to deal with this. You're not afraid of the cops. And then when it's over and the fear goes away and you start getting calm again, it's immediately replaced with this indignant rage. You're like, yeah. yo, how dare y'all try to take my, my peace away from me? I ain't do nothing. You know, I've never been arrested a day before in my life, Jen. Um, I've been in close encounters. And because my daddy and my mom, unfortunately, taught me how to get pulled over, you know what I mean? I've, by the grace of God, there go I, you feel me? You know, because there's other people who ain't did nothing wrong either. None of these mm -hmm. folks deserve this shit that's happening. So let me make sure that I'm very clear. It's like, you know, I, for whatever reason, I did the best I could to, to not move, to stay still, to keep my hands visible, all this other kind of stuff. And then there's been other times, like on my way to Vegas, like, you know, it's, for everybody who don't know, when people go, let's go to Vegas, it sounds cool, but the drive is boring. Right. And then yeah. when you're like 30 minutes outside the city, you get to this one gas station and you're trying to just get a second wing. You're like, nigga, all right, this gas station got all the food in it. <laughs> but there's a no tolerance zone right mm -hmm. after that for speed. I got pulled over and the guy was like, do you know how fast you were going? I said, man, I didn't realize it until I looked up and I was going super fast. I was going 90. And he was like, um, I had my hands on steroids and why do Sir, you don't have to have your hands on the steering wheel. And I was like, I feel better with my hands on the steering wheel. You know? and, he was, <laughs> and he was like, and, you know, he got it. He was like, I understand. He goes, I understand what you're saying, but I know you're not a threat. And, you know, he goes, I'm, because you were so honest, I'm not going to give you the full ticket. I'm just going to say you were going five miles an hour. And that way, you, you know, you don't have to show up in court. Just pay it on time and it's all good. So I've had, I've had both encounters. You know what I mean? I think I, a lot of people, I think a lot of people have, and I feel like that that's great 
But the bottom line is, it's like that accountability portion of it. And it's like, you know, the great ones need to hold the bad ones accountable and mm -hmm. the system itself needs to hold the bad ones accountable. So mm -hmm. something that I strongly suggest is that anybody that's had write-ups or problems with in the past, at this particular moment, every single police department needs to go back and look into records and they either need to be disciplined, pulled off the first one, they need to pull off patrol, whatever it is, mm -hmm. answering calls, all that, sh they need to stop doing that right now because yes, I feel so. like those are the ones. Those are the ones. And I, is, go ahead. Also, what happens is it's kind of like um, that's the power of a police union. Um, mm -hmm. So what's happening in Minneapolis right now is that the police chief is no longer in negotiation with that police union. Police unions, they write their clauses into the law. So it's like, okay, and it allows for tragedies, like realistically. So with the new reform, your misconduct and all your record is in a, on a national database now as a cop. And hopefully that makes some Someone. difference because yeah. the, the cop who killed and assassinated murdered um, that baby boy, Tamir Rice, who was only 12 years old, um, he was literally deemed unfit in his previous precinct. Got sworn into that precinct two hours later, kills Tamir Rice. Had there been a national database and the union will will protect him. Like, so it's like, okay, because the cop was like the, his previous sergeant, it's like he's not fit, but they're called gypsy cops, and that's the uppercut, and they can do that because they're protected by the union. Um, so even firing certain cops, it's almost like you have to go through five months of, uh, the cop has to go through five months of rehabilitation, quote unquote, rehabilitation, off desk duty, blah, blah, blah. And then it has to be an evaluation. And then, then you can finally fire. Firing a cop is really, really hard because it's written into the law. And then police unions have such a heavy influence on super PACs and laws. So it's like sometimes, that's why you'd be like, yo. Yeah, so like, so this, so this is what happens. Even the uh, police chief of Minneapolis, uh, 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 he's the new police chief. He was part of a civil suit against the old police chief who wore white supremacy stuff on his jacket. So that's why I like when Brother George Floyd was killed. By that night, he was on the phone with the FBI. By the next day, they were all suspended. And then later on that day, they were fired. It's because there was a change in the guard. Um, so that's what happens. And a lot of times, these DA folks, these police folks, in it together and if you the more you learn about it the more hopeless it seems but no 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 how you see a problem is a problem that means okay so it's like okay realistically when you watch a document like a documentary like a uh, 13th or something mm -hmm. it, it's, it's it's strategic warfare they're not saying yo it's, the system is a system but the system is in place because the DA has ties with the police chief and the police chief has ties with this and then that they have ties with this police union. And so now what we see between all of that, between qualified immunity, which makes it damn near impossible for these cops to get arrested, uh, state of Colorado, they're no longer doing qualified immunity. Um, people are trying to make it right. What happened was like literally the whole world was like, we just in a way that I've never seen, just like, oh, it's enough, you know? Um, enough, that's the bottom yeah. line. That's what so, it is. Yeah. And even now it's like, okay, I, it seemed like things to come, but I truly believe that we're all just waiting to see what happens with the George Floyd case. Of course. Uh, because it's, it's of course, this ain't, my bad, no. I was, I was just going to say, this ain't like calm, like the storm is over. It's more right. like, the, we from we from the Midwest. It's more like the calm before the storm. It's like, all right, yo, we're watching. 
and, and you better come it, with that good it shit. Could be a, a Rodney King times ten all over again. Is what I don't think happened. America can survive between that and the pandemic. They don't, they don't, they don't, don't even take a chance. This person is going down, and just because, God dang it, we're running out of time. I need to get into your music. It's oh man, talk about. <laughs> oh no, I need you to sing. Oh, I mean, excuse me. I need you to. I need you to rap. I need you to put something down for the people because. It's important that they also know that even though we fight in the streets, we fight in in different ways with our minds. We fight, but creative, the creative wave that you have started spreading and others who have the opportunity to utilize their gift, something like whatever you want to share. We just want to get a little vibe from you so we can find you and continue to listen to your music. All right. Well, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll say what I said to Juneteenth because he said, um, right. I'm going to need to see your license. License. Better show that license. I could give a damn of what your rice is. See that scale? Look up on your face. I find it priceless. Did I just see you reaching for one of your devices? <sighs> Nigga, fuck your camera in that outrage. We both know it's only going to last five days. I call that shit free press on the front page. I was scared for my life. That's what I'll say. I've been working on this shit since the first grade. Television make me see you in the worst way. Zoning out on Grand Theft, PlayStay, thinking I won't get away with it? Watch me. I'm a free man. You're nothing but a hashtag in a body bag. I'm completed with a toe tag, nigga. No dad, nigga. Getting fucked over by the system. Broke back, nigga. Y'all ain't gonna do nothing but march. So sad, nigga. I guess that orange really is a new black, nigga. Don't be mad. It's in your nature. I got stats, nigga. Make Fox friends and they all got my back, nigga. Oh, you mad? Well, let's see how you react, nigga. Break shit, burn shit, loot shit. Fucking up your own ain't gonna do shit. Y'all the one that's living in that zone. Real foolish. Think we give a damn about you niggas? Real clueless. Told you that you niggas are savages and you proved it. Keep on coming with that energy, nigga. Please, please lose it. We're gonna put you all on the five o'clock news shit. Misconstrue it. Have the viewers real confusing. Have them like, why these niggas always break the rules and not salute and not stand like we do and go and make me pull it. Nigga, game over. Better show the motherfucking hands like I told you. So y'all hear the message in that. There's a reason why we need to keep fighting. Yes. There's a reason why we have to stay focused. Normally, in my show, hype and excited, and I am. I'm grateful. I'm excited that Gabe has come on. District has come on with us, y'all. Make some noise once again for him and his intelligence. Just the fact that he's on the front lines. I thank you so much. But y'all, the journey and the fight is not over. My black man, you shall live and not die. So my black man, we got to step up. There's too many videos of cops hopping on black women, slamming black women, punching black women in the stomach, slamming them against the pavement, putting them in chokeholds, putting their bodies on top of black women when they don't need to do that. Putting black, putting their bodies on top of our daughters when they don't need to do that. Yo, we would not be here if it wasn't for a black woman. And like, this is to be honest, we have been fucking trash when it comes to the way that we treat our black women, when it comes to the way that we regard our black women, all that colorism bullshit and everything else that we do to our black women. We ought to be ashamed of ourselves. We got to take care of our black women. There's no other way around it. So Jay Marie, as a black man, I apologize to you as a black woman for not being the motherfucking soldier that before any of this, I'm supposed to be way back then, but I am Wakanda and I will die for you before I let I before I watch anybody, any cop or anyone else put their knee in your neck because your life is worth my life. I love you and I thank you. Ladies, just receive what he said on your behalf too. 
I receive that and I thank you for that. And I got your back. I'm gonna let the man be the man in that little situation. But if I gotta I'm jump in, I'm I down for the damn call. About that. Thank you, <laughs> my sister. <laughs> okay. I love you so much. Thank you for tuning in. Oh my gosh. Sorry, Mona. My producer gonna go off on me, y'all. But you know what? It's been a great show. And I just wanna say thank you so much, Gabe. Please tell everybody what your um Instagram is and where they can find you at online. Yo, you can find me on the gram at I am district. That's I A M D S T R K. I A M D S T R K. Follow me. I love y'all. Mwah. And y'all, you know, you can follow us as well. Girl Talk with J. Marie podcast. Girl Talk with J. Marie everywhere. You guys listen up for the next episode on iTunes, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. We love you guys so much. And I just want everybody to remember this. Listen. You are still alive. If you could hear my voice, you are still here. So stay strong. And guess what, y'all? You get the opportunity to create your own happy ending. So let's do it. See you next time. Let's do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I love Hey, hey, hey. Can't stay in a building, baby. All right. We'll see y'all. Signing off, baby. <laughs> Bye, bro.